Before we kick off our uncensored podcast today, once a week we like to have a special guest help us intro the podcast, and that would be Jacob Two Times. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Miguel. I'm doing very good, Miguel. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Mm. Holly's wonderful. Scott's yes, wonderful. I am. We're just waiting on you to help us start the podcast. That's right. I'm well. Well, I'm right here. I'm right here. And, and Tuesdays is my favorite day of the week because I'm on the podcast every week. You know, basically, all I'm trying to do is to help you guys get you back into full podcast mode. So that way, I can have every podcast that you've ever done, just in case you leave a studio or something. You know, or just in case you leave a station or something. You know. Oh, oh, I'm, what, Jake? I'm, I'm just. <laughs> He's just, I'm saying. just saying. I'm just, he's well, I'm prepared. Jacob, he's prepared. I'm just saying, too, our contract's up this year. You're making me nervous with that kind of talk. No, 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 no. Don't leave. Don't leave the station. Please don't leave the station because don't make me, don't make me have to hunt you guys down. No. Oh. Because I will. Jacob's oh. like, I don't have the time, but I will do it if I need to. Jacob, we love you. I love you so much, Holly. I love you so much, Holly. You better believe it. Woo! I love it. Well, Jacob, let everyone know what podcasts are they listening to that should get re-signed on their contracts at the end of the year. Okay, 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 okay. If I have to rap it, I will for you. So don't you worry, okay? You ready for my rap? Oh, oh wow. Come on, Jacob. Give it to me. Okay, 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 okay. Now, I'm going to try and do it good as Scott, okay, okay? Oh, wow. Get ready, get ready for two hours of the Miguel and Holly show on Hot 101.5. You all know. Oh, yeah! yeah! Oh, nice! So I think you should use my rap instead of Scott's rap. <laughs> Agreed. Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good-looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. We are back. And thanks to Jacob Two Times for helping us kick off uh, this edition of Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Holly. Hi. How you doing over here? Oh, you know. No. I was hanging in. No. <laughs> hanging in. What's I wrong, came Holly? to a realization today that I think we're all going through something. Maybe, and this is my new level of, you know, hippiness. Mm. Oh, good. Um, maybe it has to do with the full moon that came through. What? Oh, I did see that big old Not moon. last mm. night, but the night before. Mm-hmm. It was like it's supposed to be a super impactful full moon. Um, was that Monday? Monday night? Yeah, yeah. Well, or Sunday going into Monday? Let me see. What was last night? Monday going in. What day is it? Today is Wednesday. Jesus. Okay. I think it was <laughs> Monday going into Tuesday. Mm. I think. Um, so that was supposed to be a big thing. And then if you listen to some of the um, alternative modalities of oh. healing and whatnot, we're at like some energy shift in the earth. Oh, wow. My friend Julie sent me a good article that I haven't had time to read yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, wait, let me find it. Let me find it. She said, because I was, I was 
you know, telling her about how I feel I have felt a lot of pressure in the last couple weeks. Mm. And it's like, I feel like I'm a bad parent. And I know that's mm. wrong. I know that I'm not a bad parent. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to fight those feelings day in and day out when they keep resurfacing in different areas. Right. So it's like Maya will, you know, come to, like, I, I need to get a nap after I come home from work because I feel like I'm not my best self and I'm not able to go the rest of the day until bedtime yeah. with her if I don't get a little rest or t me time. Right. But then, you know, she gets upset when I do that because she, like, has, you know, I've been gone all day and now I'm home. Why am I going to go nap? Mm. And then she's like, I want you to play with me. And I'm like, I'm so bad at playing. Like, I'm just not very good at, like, getting the dolls out and playing oh. with her for some reason. Right. So it's like there's this constant battle when she's like, I don't get to see you ever. And I'm like, girl, I'm home every afternoon. Every but then she's like, but then you're cooking or you're doing this or you're doing that. I just want you to play. And I'm just like, oh, God. And it just like beats at your heart. Like mm. it just you just feel like how, how many ways am I fucking my kid up? Mm. But then so I was telling all that to my friend Julie. And then um, here, where did she say it? Um so I tell her kind of like all that stuff. She says she never feels like she gets time with me. And then she says, so here's my thoughts. Uh, she's a human also going through the lion's gate, which oh. more on that in a minute. And is probably just feeling generally restless and dissatisfied like we all are. And we're all cut off from connection with others, which is hard. And since you're her mom, me, Maya's mom, uh, who she trusts uh, to count on for everything, she's laying all those feelings on you in the hopes that you can make it better for her. She hasn't learned to fix it for herself yet, although if she does figure out, let me know. Yeah. Uh, she said it's fucking hard, and it's not because you suck. It's because Maya just trusts you to fix how she's feeling, and mm. I necessarily can't fix that because we're all going through this transformative time. Oh. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, that's actually really good, and I did not think about it like that, so thank you for that perspective. Uh, what's Lionsgate? Right. So then she sent me this link to the Lionsgate <clears throat> 88 portal. It's oh, like God. the Leo, the sun and Leo season and all of this stuff that has to do with astrology and whatever. And so I can't wait to dive into that later. Interesting. You'll have to let us know. I'm so curious about I know, that. I, I, I love when I get these, but then I'm like, when can I read it? Right. Probably 9 p.m. tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> later when I do get to read that, I'll, I'll let you know about it. But it's just I know I can feel something and it just I feel very restless and ed like on edge. Yeah. And not being able to be like just settle down and do one thing that kind of calms me. Like mm. I just feel like I'm pulled in a lot of directions, but it's weird because how many directions are you really being pulled in right now due to the pandemic? We all just fucked up. Yeah, it's a time. I I do wonder though because I know that you know, you parent on how you feel like you would be parented. But, you know, obviously you're breaking that cycle and saying, wait, okay, who is my child? What does she actually like? And trying to do things for her. But I wonder if for her as a Leo, like we love, I'm a Leo, we love attention. But I remember when I was younger and my mom would be like, I don't like to play. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I'll go entertain myself. Or she'd say, I am tired because I, because she, especially when I was really young, she would work the graveyard shift mm -hmm. and I would sleep at my uh, grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. And so when I would come home from school, my mom would just be exhausted. But I understood, like I didn't get it, get it. But I was like, mommy's tired and she has to sleep. 
And she would say, like, you know how when you're tired after you go outside and you play and you start rubbing your eyes and you want to go to bed? That's how I feel. But I didn't get to have fun. I was working. Mm. And so then that sort of helped me understand, I think, um, you know, that, all right, cool. She's going to have her time. And then when she would wake up, (laughs) I'd be like, can you put on the sparkly dress? Can I can take (laughs) pictures of you? That's when she knew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's when she knew. That's it right there. Um, but I do remember understanding that, you know, okay, mom needs needs some sleep. Yeah, and we've started a new mm. um like a sort of a new routine where when I get home from work, which isn't even as late as you guys do, but I need to stop comparing myself to you guys. Yeah. Um so when I do get home from work, it's usually about 12:30, 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. roughly. And so my person has been really instrumental in being like, okay, this is the new uh, routine. You know, you say hi, and then you go and take a nap, period. Like, it doesn't waver. Like, some days you don't need one. No, you always go take a nap. Mm. And, like, so we've started that, and Maya's been really good about, you know, okay, this sucks, and I don't like it, but mom's going to go take a nap. And so we have this new routine of, like, I go take a nap. He'll go, like, do a walk because he wants to get in, like, an hour-long walk, and Maya will do whatever for an hour could mm. be watching tv could be playing she's got some alone time too no yeah. so we're sort of trying to build that into mm. into the routine which has been nice um and and then so that's sort of like a hurdle that we overcame together but then it's always like there's there's this other random stuff that pops up right. that even though that routine has kind of helped me soothe myself from the mom guilt it comes at you in other different ways oh yeah so it's just navigating how to, to how to do it yeah i don't think anybody knows no i mean and you're always trying to figure out because you know as soon as you're like all right <laughs> we've got her figured out and then she turns seven and yeah, she's in the just... first grade <laughs> oh, and I then know. it elevates and there's something else that you have to deal with now speaking of which then all of a sudden she's saying cuss words and talking about naughty things that you would never think that your seven-year-old would but uh, that's because they're at that age now where they're talking about it in school good god uh, by the way, her birthday is <laughs> coming up soon. So uh, speaking of, you know, Leo season, mm-hmm. we in it with her. It's her birthday soon. Yeah. And she's like all excited about it. So get ready. Get August, not just Miguel. No, it's not not just me. August 22nd. Uh, um, Scott, have you thought about what you're going to get me for my birthday? I'm going to. No, no. <laughs> I can't even like one. I'm not a good gift giver. And two, I'm like, what am I going to get you that you don't already have? Or like that could actually be. Nice. I'll get you a picture of me. <laughs> Scott's go-to is a picture of himself. <laughs> it is because it's funny. <laughs> but it also, it's funny. It's funny. I don't want a picture of your pale ass anywhere in my house. Excuse you. I have some color on right now. <laughs> yeah, I have more color than I've had in months. <laughs> true. That's true. When you did come back from vacation, I was like, "You're glowing a little bit." Like, right? It actually seeped into your skin. Yeah. I know, but then I stopped going outside, and other things take over. I don't know how. Like, I run in the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll run for a solid forty-five minutes, and like, I guess that doesn't tan me. I don't know why. I think That's it is just more your so skin. I know, but it should at least give me some color. You have color. Imagine what you'd look like if you didn't. True. Well, I want some more color, but then it just goes away. Mm. Holly, you know what you're going to get me for my birthday? No, I don't know. What do you want? Yeah. What would you want right now? In your life, what do you need that you would like, all right, if I got that, that'd be great right now. And let's be practical on prices. I'm about to say, there's this gallery wall from Framebridge that I want for the living room. I'll give you the website. It's about $1,500 if you want to. uh... Okay, that's stupid. Um, (laughs) 
Ain't nobody getting that. Uh, actually, nothing. You know what? In complete honest honesty, like, I have gotten to this point, and it's really, it's so weird as we get older. Because, like, things that I would long for, I, I don't. So, for instance, uh, my birthday is on a Saturday this year, mm. which normally would have been perfect for my 35th. Because on my 25th, I did a roast. I wanted to do it again this year. It's not going to happen, obviously. So what I've started to do over the past couple of years on my birthday is I spend the day alone after oh. work. I go get a haircut. I get a massage. I get a pedicure. And to me, that's just, like, perfect because I get to sort of just spend the day reflecting on, like, what this past year has done for me mm-hmm. or what I want to accomplish in yeah. the next year, you know? But now it's on a, a Saturday, and I'm like, I don't know what— I'm going to do, but I know that I don't want gifts. Like, if someone were to get me a gift, just get me some vodka. Mm. Get me that, stock up my bar, and, like, I'm good to go. But in anything else, because at this point in my in my life cycle, I'm at this point financially that, like, the little things that I want, I do get. Whereas before, I'd be like, ooh, I want this, you know— earwax thing that I saw on Instagram <laughs> that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, thankfully, and we're very blessed to still have jobs that we are at a point where, like, I can buy it now. Whereas before, I'd be like, well, let me save the tab, and I'll save up for it, and then I'll buy it myself. Yeah. And so now when people are like, well, what do you want? I'm like, girl, just get me some vodka because people come over to my house. I'm going to drink it on the weekends, and it's always going to be there. And I'll be like, oh, Holly got me this nice uh, Tito's bottle. No, or, Monkey in Paradise Vodka. Oh, oh yes, yeah, Scott got me Monkey yeah. in Paradise Vodka from St. Pete. Yeah. Hashtag ad. Hashtag <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> spawn. Right. Uh, so, so, yeah, so it's really weird to be at that point where I'm like, unless it's something, like, really out of the box. Like, actually, I'm planning on finally, Holly, using that gift certificate you gave me for Christine. Oh! That was last year's birthday party. It Dang. was. It was. I had it, and I kept meaning to make um, a uh, an appointment. Yeah. And then I put it out on my um, in my kitchen to to remind myself. And then it got moved over to like a stack of papers. Oh. And then I totally forgot about it. And then it gets lost once it's in the stack. Exactly. And then I found it two weeks ago, and I was like, Yes! So I'm gonna finally make an appointment. You should actually. I have been meaning to make myself an appointment with her also because I I just. It was it's it's so cool when you go. She does like what life coach Angela does, mm-hmm. but like deeper and more energy ish type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's different when you're actually in person, right? Right. Because Angela has only ever been on the phone for us, right. so it's it's cool. It's it's she does a cool thing. So I might I'm trying to get in with her too. Maybe like add a little massage because she does energy massages too. Oh, so I mean when you, when it's an energy massa- massage, I mean is she like physically massaging I, you or is it like unfortunately i don't know oh because gotcha, i've never okay. had her do the massage i've only had uh-huh. that like the energy healing session of mm-hmm. sorts or like the chakra alignment right i think it's a legit massage though oh so but i i don't know i gotta, I gotta look into that <laughs> so yeah um i think you should though i think that would be really good for you yeah because i, I can definitely feel that I need some extra help. Like I had a life coach session with our life coach, Angela, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I told my boyfriend, I told Abe last night that I think that I have been dealing with depression this summer. And I've never said that because I remember, and I've never said that I am depressed. And I don't say that often because my mom dealt with it when I was growing up. And I remember what that looked like. 
and just how like just soul sucking it was mm -hmm. for her to go through it. And yeah. I've never felt like I've been that way. But as we've been talking about it and understanding that everybody deals with it in a different way. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so now I'm realizing that I think the summer I've been depressed because I noticed the other day I went to go lay down in my bed and I don't take naps normally. Um, I try to just stay up just so I can go to bed early. Mm -hmm. um, that I like just didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Like I've noticed that I haven't really wanted to like see a lot of people or do a lot of things. I felt sort of just I always feel like my creative process for the show is like things just sort of organically pop up. Like I'll be watching a show and I'll be like, oh, that reminds me of this thing that Holly told me about two weeks ago and we could do this with it. We could mm. hang Scott from a crane in front of the radio station and <laughs> let's do this because Holly talked about the bear that climbed a tree. Like, and my mind just pops up with all the stuff. But I feel like this summer, it's just been like gray. Yeah. It's just like when I go to like put together the show and I'm like, all right, what's going on in our lives? What's going on in pop culture? And it's just like gray. Well, it doesn't help that you are a very social person. And right. that's what has been majorly impacted in our lives. Yeah. Our socialization. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's like your lifeblood. And right. so to have that river of socializing mm -hmm. turn into a, a stagnant lake. Right. That's that'll screw you up. Yeah. yeah. So it's not out of the ordinary that you would be depressed. Not to mention if your mom had depression, you're obviously predisposed to it. Right. But I And it doesn't look like maybe what hers look like. Right. Not to mention you're a man. Sometimes it can look different in men and women. Right. But also every like you said, and I'm really glad you said this, everyone's um version of depression or anxiety or any mental situation can look different than right. other people's. No, it's true. And and it's, you know, we've talked about it and I know that. And I've even said the words, you know, like if um, if you don't know what it feels like, there's a phrase that we've said before on the show where it's like, I know the markers, but I guess because in my life, I've always been able to just sort of, you know, push past yeah. it or go, all right, it's okay. Like you can compartmentalize and you can do it, which I have been doing this summer. But, but those are coping mechanisms. Yes. Right. They don't help. Right, exactly. And so that's why we were chatting last night and I was like, I, I think I need to, like, go see someone because I feel like there's something going on inside that I haven't been able to just, like, be myself. Mm. So that's, that's a, a reason to see someone. Mm -hmm. Scott, how are you? No, I mean, wow. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually interesting because that's actually been on my mind recently. It's I was talking to my buddy about, you know, finally, like, making an appointment for a therapist and going to therapy because I... At this point, I think I have too much going on in my life that's, like, causing stress and anxiety that I'm, like, I need to have an outlet for it. And a prime example was, like, recently I talked on the show, like, my mom was in the hospital, and then the other day she, she went back to the hospital, and, like, it's just, it's been so much to wrap my head around it. And right now I'm better because now my mom's home and doing a little better. But it's all of that, and I realize that I don't, feel it until I start talking about it and then it's like the floodgates open and like all this emotion pours out but I'm very quick to like just subconsciously just suck it back up and I don't mean to like even I was trying to talk to my friend about it I'm like just opening up because I just got off the phone with my dad on all the things happening and I'm like all right you're just gonna listen for a second because I don't know what the hell is happening in my life and as soon as I started talking about it I started getting all choked up and like I was I'm fine with it like right now but my body still rejects it. It's like, uh, 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 mm. 
tighten up. You're good. And I'm like, no, I want, I really do. Like, I want to, like, be able to release these feelings that are bottled up. And I'm sure there's feelings from past experiences that are bottled up. And as I was driving alone, I'm like, you know, I'm having emotional moments, but it doesn't get to the point where it's like a full-on release. It's kind of like a little tease, and then it goes away. And I'm like, all right, well, that didn't really do much because I know there's still stuff in there. So I really am on the verge of, you know, figuring out, like, that process, getting that started, because I've been talking about it for years, and I just need that outlet mm-hmm. yeah. at this point in my life. Because not only that, then on everything else in the world, you know, dealing with a long distance relationship, dealing with a pandemic, all of these things just adding on. I'm like, all right, enough is enough. I don't need to hold all of it together myself. I need an outlet somewhere, whatever That's that smart. is. That's smart. It's really smart. Yeah. What is causing you stress? Well, there's many different factors. I mean, if we talk about, you know, one, my mom's, you know, health and making sure she's well. And that the stress factor there at this point is just it's the unknown answers. I'm like, what the hell does this one look like in the future? This obstacle is going to be, you know, very hard to overcome. It could happen, but I'm not there, you know, and I've literally in this. I don't even know how my body's going to process this, but I've gone into so many different routes of thoughts with that situation where I'm like, man, like. I would do anything to make sure you're healthy. If that means like, you know, I literally sent over a list of like a diet plan. I made a diet plan of like, here is what you could eat. Like, here's what you should be doing. Here is your meals outlined, what they have, what the properties of them, why they're good for you. And I I went to extents in my brain where I'm like, man, if I had to and just say screw it to everything and like, you know, do what I had to do to just help her out, like I would love to because I'm learning right now like the biggest problem and making changes in your life is just you don't know where to start. Right. And it hinders your performance on making it happen. And I'm mm-hmm. really discovering, I had this discovery last night of like, you know, a big factor for my mom's health is like, nutri- like nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so what's stopping, you know, for example, my mom of eating the right things, drinking plenty of water, staying hydrated. And I'm finding out that it's just, you know, not a lot of people really understand like what properties are in food and what you should be looking for and what you should. And only reason I do is because I'm kind of like way into that field of health and I've, I've taken classes. I've been through different things of how the body actually works and what you should be eating. So that's the only reason I'm aware. And I'm realizing like, wait, I need to break it down into a way of like, here's why you eat this. Not just like, Oh, just eat this. Cause it's good. Like, no, like this is what we want to break down. Here's what you actually could put together to create a meal. And it's, so it's all of that right now and figuring out what that's going to look like in the next couple months, next mm. couple years, because I want my mom here. I want her with me. I want her in my life, you know, and I never thought this was going to happen where I was going to be 23 and, you know, going back and forth on is my family okay? Is my, are my parents okay? And it's extremely scary because it was just never reality until probably this year, a couple years ago. And then on top of it, you know, just making sure because my, my relationship is probably better than it's been in this entire long distance journey that we've been on. But it's still always a stress on like, you know, just you got to make it to the next milestone, make sure everything's going well. Are you doing your part of the relationship to hold up your end? Is she doing her part? Are you satisfied? Are you happy and keeping those things in line? So it's just it's that's always there right now. It's just lower. And my main priority is just my my parents, health, my family. What's going on there? Mm. Not to mention that you're part time. Yeah, and, right. and I mean, on a whole other side of it, like, I think this is the first time where I'm like, you know, I've always had even, like, health insurance because my mom's job. And now I'm like, finally, I don't. I don't have anything. And we're in a pandemic. I need to do certain things for my body. And I'm like, it's not even on the table right now because I can't even afford it. Right. <laughs> like, I can't just be like, well, 
Like, I need to go to the dentist this summer, and I remember, like, okay, I should probably be able to pay for it and by the time I get back to here. And I'm like, wait, okay, let me – it just sucks having to sit down and be like, all right, if I do this, I know my teeth are important, but that's going to take a chunk out of who knows what's going to come up this month. You know, my right. car's giving me problems. I need groceries. And on top of it, the bigger stress of my life, my parents – like, right. what is that situation going to look like? Am I ever going to need to step in? Do I ever need to help? Because although they'll be like, you're like, we're fine. You don't need it. Like, I will, you know, do whatever I have to to help. Mm. It's just it's very unknown right now. And even like, you know, I really as much as I would love to be full time. The bigger reason why even I want to be full time now is because of those benefits that would come with it. Right. Because that would just be like, all right, stress off the table. Good. All right. Mm. I can go to the doctor because I haven't even been to a regular doctor in years. Right. Which is bonkers to me because i'm like what the hell is wrong with my body like i've felt things i've noticed things but i'm like well can't really just go ahead and visit a doctor because that's going to be expensive mm -hmm. and i should have when we still had it but now i'm like mm. realizing how important it is and it's also opening my eyes to a lot of the problems we have just in the world with healthcare society god that's just those are the type of things that I it makes me so angry that I want to do something about it. But yeah. then at the same time, you realize that it's such a huge problem. It's complex. Yeah. It is. It's very complex. And then there are people who just don't agree with like universal health care. And to me, I, I, I'm like, why should anyone have to worry about if they're healthy or not? Like, why should it like that should be like the most basic thing, you know, of yeah. like, I'm sick. As a society, let's help you get better yeah. if you don't have it through work. But you know what the problem is, too, is in America, we're not interested in in keeping ourselves healthy. Right. We are interested in what's fast, what's immediate, and cost of things. And so it's like, are we teaching kids about how to eat healthy to keep themselves healthy? Mm. No. Right. Uh, I remember in the Obama administration when Michelle Obama tried to do that, the healthy eating. Get moving. <laughs> initiative. And everybody girl. was like, how dare you tell me to be healthy? Okay. Um, so, yeah. It, and it's like we don't place a whole lot of, <laughs> like, w there's not a lot of learning on yeah. how do I stay healthy and why is that a good thing? Everybody is so interested in, uh, and not to mention, we, we haven't even touched, like, how much more it costs to buy the healthy stuff at the grocery store yeah, right. by yeah. avoiding the middle aisles and just mm -hmm. shopping around the outside, that's a whole different thing. So, like, you obviously have the rich and the poor divide mm -hmm. where what can you afford? Sorry, but, like, you know, a quick meal at McDonald's is, like, $2. Right. And, if you were, and like, if you need something now, that's where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. And so the more you eat that kind of stuff... And it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's easy and it's quick and you can get it. Oh, wait, you don't feel good? We have pills for that. We have um, a and pill, they, a supplement. The, the pills cost like, you know, $3 or whatever. And it's just, it's our entire society is so backwards mm. when it comes to health yes. and keeping you healthy and the nutrition that we put in our bodies. And so that's why we have like this complete collapse in the healthcare, healthcare system too. And then you think, well, you want universal healthcare, but then you're like, well, how do we even get it back to us being a healthy? We are not a healthy society. No, girl, no. Period. No. So it's just, it's so, that's what happens. You open that little box. Oh, my god! And it turns into Pandora's box of like, oh, obviously we don't even want help. Right. Like, it's just so <laughs> effed up. It's, it's exhausting, to be fair. So not to be completely bleak, 
Um, I wanted to go over one of the uh, questions that we got from our Ask Us Anything that we do every Tuesday on the Miguel and Holly Instagram. Okay. Um, and we had an interesting question that I thought would be fun to sort of go over for each of us on the podcast. Okay. Um, they asked, how do you all work on communication in your relationships? Love this question. I thought that was so fascinating because that's something that we've touched on a couple of times on the show is what does it mean to actually communicate when people say, like, you need to communicate. And yeah. like, what does that mean? Right. Okay, I'm talking. Right. Like, I, I talk to my, my, my boothang and my relationship every day. We say hey, and I ask them how their day is and whatnot, and we talk. Mm-hmm. But that's not true communication. No, that's What does talking. that mean for you, Holly? Um, It is first and foremost, and I am just now learning all this stuff in my late 30s, like, First of all, you have to know who you are. Right. Before any part of the relationship even comes together, or if it's already together, take the time to figure out who you are. Yeah. Mm. Because I never knew. I still don't really know. I'm still finding out. But the more I work on it, the more a clearer picture comes together. So, for example, like take take my marriage from, you know, 2010. I met my ex-husband in 2008. We got married in 2010. And then, like, we're off, right? I had no idea who I was. Right. I thought that I did. And I think I did a lot of learning about that when I was single living in Ohio. But you continue to evolve daily. And that's something worth noting in just a moment, too. But, like, so I continue to have to get to know myself, check in with my how do I feel about things, what are my positions on things, you know, who who am I? And so how can you communicate with your significant other if you're communicating from confusion mm. or just lack of knowledge right. or ignorance or whatever, that's going to be difficult. So, like, so for me, it's starting with who am I? Who am I even today? Mm. Am I different than I was yesterday? The answer is yes, by the way. Yes, yes. You're different in some way. Um, so first and foremost, who am I? And that gives yourself a solid base and who is your person do they know who they are you know do they work on themselves are they trying to get them to know themselves do they know what their own weaknesses and strengths are like you might so if the two of you have a even just a lightly solid relation like foundation of who you are that's when you work on communicating together i had a really great couples therapy session um, the week that we went on vacation mm-hmm. with my person and his therapist. So we had a really great thing in which the therapist said, you know, there's three of you in this relationship. There's Holly, there's person, and there is your relationship, which mm. is a third entity. Mm. So it's like you have to work on, you have to get all three parts kind of moving in conjunction because maybe, you know, person is working on himself in this capacity. Holly's working on herself in this capacity. But what are the two of you doing to work on your relationship together? Mm. And I was like, oh. Mind blown. I was like, that makes sense. You have to, like, sort of treat the relationship as its own separate thing. Right. Because if you do, that's what happens when communicate when people just say, well, you have to communicate and otherwise your relationship won't work. That is so broad. Nobody knows what so, it means. Yeah, right. But if you treat the relationship like its own entity, the the third member of between the two of you, 
then you're like, oh, okay, well, here's what I'm bringing to the table today as me. Here's what you're bringing to the table. How do we make that work between the two of us? Right. And, you know, what Miguel, and you'll probably talk about this when you get to yours, is you have to not be afraid to talk about things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was conditioned my whole life to be fearful of rocking the boat. Mm -hmm. And so if you live in that that space, then how do you even get anywhere with that third entity being your relationship? If you're not going to feed it with your questions and your fears and your whatever, then you're neglecting that the relationship part of what, you know, you got going on. Right. So, um, what did I put a pin in from earlier? Um, I want to say, uh, wait a second. It'll come to me. It might. Um, it doesn't matter. I, I say with communication in the relationship, go through the difficult stuff Mm -hmm. because that's where you get the growth. Right. Nothing is going to happen. Your relationship is not going to move forward with you unless you're addressing those painful parts mm. that even as like an individual, maybe you're not ready to deal with yet. Right. Well, how do you think your relationship is going to survive? If you can't even deal with it as a individual, how is your relationship going to deal with it? Mm. So that's why you got to start with yourself figure out what your wants and needs are. And I'm saying all this like I'm perfect at it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Like I said, I'm just learning all this myself. So you deal with yourself. You go to those dark parts where you don't really feel comfortable and you just stand with it mm. or sit with it or provide space for it. And then you can bring those to the relationship and the two of you have to be on the same page where it's like, I'm going to address fears here. Is this a safe space? Yes. Yes. Okay. Here's something that has just been bothering me or I'm stewing on it. Help me move past it. And then you can have an open, honest conversation without the fear of rejection or uh, shutting down or whatever. So to me, that's what that means is like you have to get clear on who you are and what your own fears and pain are and then bring them to the relationship. Scott? All of that. Absolutely that. And one thing that I've really had to learn now, like going into the long distance part of it, is I had to learn to take my ego out of arguments and Mm. fights because I have a thing, and maybe this is you, where if I I get heated very quick, it's a lot. Nobody really sees it except for like a handful of people in my life because you just got to hit the right topic or, you know, the right emotion. And then all of a sudden I go through a couple of things where it's like I get angry really quick. I get defensive. And then my third is, like, I'm out. Like, we, we get in a fight. Like, in the past, I would either hang up the phone. I would leave your house. Like, that's it. Bye. And I had to really learn that, especially now that my girlfriend Mary is in Virginia, that is not an option. I, I There's no chance that you're going to make this relationship last if every time you fight, you just give up and you hang up. Right. And for me, I really had to put myself in check. To understand that if a situation was getting to that point where it was either clashing or I started thinking that it was an argument, so I started getting heated, I'm learning how to put that ego aside and realize that it's like, okay, one, let me talk in I statements. I feel this way for Mm -hmm. this instead of just, well, you do this and you do that. It's not about that because then you're only putting the other person on blast and they're going to get defensive and nothing's going to get figured out. And I needed to really put that in check when there would be things that come up. So they could understand. And for like an example, like let's say like 
I don't like peanuts. And Mary was eating peanuts. Be like, you're always eating peanuts, damn it. She's like, whoa, what the, screw you. I like peanuts. But instead, it's like, I explained to her, it's like, well, I just feel this way when you do that. Could Like, could we have some more context behind it? And for the first time, like, probably ever in any relationship, I've noticed that we're now able to talk through things and have a clear ending at the end of them. Because before that, my pre-assumption on how that would go is like there's just no ending like you're gonna fight and it's gonna be awkward until like a couple hours later mm. and now i'm learning that there is a clear path that you can right. talk through things work it out understand each other hear both sides of the point and then move on and that was something that wouldn't be able to happen one if i just gave up on the conversation just allowed myself to get all heated in the emotion and now i'm actually able to like stop think about things before i say them because i'm notorious for saying something in the moment that's just very hurtful and mean and not good. I know. Surprising, but you hit the right nerve. It's, wow. I know. I'm so curious but what that I think Scott it's a defense Tavlin mechanism looks like. Where I'm like, if you're hurting me, like I, I now know how to pinpoint it. Like I want to hurt you. Right. I want you to feel what I'm feeling. And I had to really realize that it's like, oh, that's that's not that's going destructive. to. It's going to result in horrible. We've had many moments, my girlfriend and I, where something's not that serious, but I started getting a little angry or defensive, and I blow the situation up because I want you to feel what I'm feeling right now. And instead, now I'm like, okay. I think about it before I respond. I don't just hang up the phone, but I allow, like, there could be some awkward silence. And I'm like, okay, let me think about this. Where are you coming from with this? Why are you upset instead of just me getting defensive? And let me let you know how I feel. How could I adjust? How could we adjust? And then moving on from there. And so whether you, you know, struggle with being able to talk through things, it's it took, what are we in, our almost our fourth year of dating. It's like just taking, you know, a lot of time to really understand that it's like, you got to put that ego aside when it comes to those difficult conversations and just understand that it's okay to, one, take some time to think, but then realize that you could talk through it and there is a clear ending to it. Don't just think that it's going to be the fight the whole time because that stops a lot of people from having those conversations if you think it's going to be a fight the entire time until it is not. And it has to do with, like, your, and this goes to my point of, like, knowing yourself individually and your past traumas because when I, I realized that what I do if there's a fight is I just want it to be over mm-hmm. so that I don't have to handle it anymore. I'm like mm. in the fight or flight, you know, that, right. that limbic system thing. I'm more of a freeze. It's like mm. fight, flight, or freeze. And I just stand there and I don't do anything. It's like, I'm like, maybe it's like they're a dinosaur and if I don't move, they won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That worked for our ancestors if I have a dime, fucking dinosaur is coming right. through. But um, yeah, that doesn't work for human life in 2020. So yeah, if you know that you have some sort of trigger from childhood, maybe like when your parents fought and it turned out really bad every time in your head, you were conditioned to be like, I don't want fights because fights equal bad. So I'm just going to bottle it up or I'm going to fling accusations. Maybe like my mom did subconsciously to my dad, whatever it is. Then you can know what your style Mm -hmm. of reaction is how you think of fights, what your uh, attachment style is, all that psychological crap that you probably learned from like a one-off course in high school where it's like, do I have a secure attachment? Do I have an insecure, whatever it is? If you, The more you learn about yourself, the better you're able to navigate exactly what Scott's talking about, which you need to do yeah. in relationships. Right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get that until I actually started doing that where I looked back at my past where it's like either a past relationship why do I get this angry in a relationship? It's because I'm like, pre- I think we're always going to fight and there's never going to be an ending to it. Or, right. you know, past things where I have seen, whether it's in my family on how they, you know, react to a situation where it's a fight. And I've even said it to my girlfriend where I'm like, 
I know exactly why I do that. Like, I know exactly why I just said that to you and why I responded like that. And I am extremely sorry because it was a past trigger of what I've witnessed in my life. Right. And for them, that was what happened in a fight. And for me, I'm like, I need, I, that is not something I want to do and I'm not okay with it. And I wasn't okay with it then, but it just subconsciously, boom, got stored in there. So whenever you're in a fight, that's your first reaction. Yeah. Mm. So it took a lot of self-reflection. And it, it takes, it took me years to finally realize like, why do I react this way? Why am I doing this? Why am I saying that and looking at my past and be like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. And now it made me more self-aware when those situations do happen. I'm like, okay, this is why my body wants to do that. Now I'm just going to I'm gonna do the opposite. Right. If everybody spent just a little more time figuring out why they do things, our society would be better. Oh, yeah. If you would just take a little bit of time to dig into, which why, I feel like we're all a little bit like self-obsessed anyway. We're living in this Instagram culture of look at me, look at me. Oh, yeah. Take take a look at yourself and be like, why do I do that? Yeah. Well, that's why the problem. Why did I do this? Because of how we are, everything is on the surface. Yeah. We don't want to look at the painful stuff to truly understand what's beneath the pretty filter, what's beneath the funny TikTok video. Because it's not exciting. It's not sexy to sit around and talk about, well, what hurt me when no, I was but younger? It's fascinating. It's so much more interesting than looking at an Instagram picture with a nice filter. It is, but it's hard work to well, do that. Yeah, and yeah. it's painful work to it's do that. It's not easy. No, it's not. It's not. It's a lot easier to look at an Instagram picture. <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier. To me, it's a lot easier just to keep scrolling on TikTok and just see all the like ridiculous videos that yeah. are on there. Um, I think for me, a perfect example of communication in my in my relationship is uh, this past weekend. Um, I told my boyfriend at the beginning of this year that like we got to do things differently. We can't. We were in this cycle of, you know, we save money at this part of the year, and then we end up spending a lot of money this year or this part of the year, and then we sort of go through the holidays with just enough, and then we get to the new year and we're like, well, shit, mm. we're back to square one. And I said, this year, we're going to have to say no to a couple of things in order to get over that hump and Mm -hmm. to truly save. Well, the world (laughs) let the whole year be a hump. Oh, yeah, we in a hump. (laughs) This whole year is a damn hump. And so we've saved a good deal of money. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because we've been very lucky to for his painting uh, company to Mm -hmm. still uh, be operational and our jobs to still be uh, here and we're getting paid still. And so this weekend, we were chatting about some stuff, and he's always, since we met or been together, has said, I want, like, a toy car or uh, jet skis. And at first, I would roll my eyes at it. I'd be like, girl, whatever. And then as we've grown together, I've learned that, like, those things are very important to him. And so this weekend, we were chatting, obviously, several drinks involved. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, I don't remember how it got started, but he started talking about jet skis or um, is that the same thing? That's not the same thing as a uh, a wave runner. No. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that the same thing? Yeah. Jet yeah. ski. Yeah. Okay. He was like, "Oh, I want it, but I just I, I don't know." And I'm like, "Well, you've saved up enough money that you can buy it, you know, and you still have some money left over for what things that we're saving for." And I was like, you just got to make sure that whatever you buy, it has like a place to live. So we got to just think through it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm big like he and he'll tell you like he's one of those like I got an idea. Let's do it. 
Whereas I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much gas is it going to take to put in it? Where is it going to be stored? How much money do we need to pay each month to have it stored somewhere because we can't store it at home? How often are we going to actually use it? Is it going to be worth the return on investment? That's why it takes me a long time to buy stuff because I go through that process. And he was like, yeah, I know, but I just, I really need, I I want something because he's just been working and working and working. Mm -hmm. And then we finally got to the reason why he was starting to get upset is that he's been saving, saving, saving because we eventually want to build a house and we want to do some other things. And he's like, well, I always want to make sure that you have everything that you want and that we are saving for our future and for the things that we want. So it's this is for us. And it hit me like a ton of bricks that I have still been operating almost as like a single person Mm. where I look at it as like, this is my money that I worked for. This is your money that you work for. Obviously, we do things together and we have like a joint savings account for vacations and stuff, but like not panning back and looking at the bigger picture of like totally being one. Mm -hmm. And it sort of blew my mind that he has been sacrificing, you know, Uh, delaying that gratification of having that payoff of, hey, you've worked so hard over the past year and a half. Here's your toy that you want, your toy car, because his truck is used for work. What is it? Like, what do you mean toy car? um, Just a car that you can drive on the way, because he has the big Ford F-150. Yeah. And he has paint all over. He wants a nice car. Sports car. Right. A car that you can, like, drive. I literally thought you meant, like, a remote control car. No, 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 no. (laughs) I was like, that seems odd for Abe, but you know, whatever. No. no, he calls it a toy car. Okay. But it's just like a car that's not work, that doesn't have paint over it and yeah. dents and dings from, you know, all the jobs and all the times he's driven from Tampa to Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. So to me, listening and taking a second mm. to understand what the person is saying. Mm-hmm. So I could have easily just sort of written this conversation off as like, okay, well, girl, you keep complaining about wanting it, you wanting it, but just get it. But then understanding and and listening and saying, well, why is it that you want these things? Like, help me understand. Oh, because you work hard and you feel like you give and you give and you haven't taken any for yourself. And I was like, please do that. Like, let's make a rule that, you know, even though it's we work for our money separately, but it's still together at this point now. um, You know, if you want to make a purchase over this certain amount, let's just talk through it. Because we know that you're more likely to sort of not think through, like, all the future stuff that it, the cost may incur. I'm probably, and he encourages me to get the things that I want because I'll be like, well, girl, I don't know. Like, that's a lot of money. Like, we could use that for other stuff. And he's like, well, what? it's just going to sit there. Like, I finally spent the money on the gallery wall that I've been talking about for fucking three years. And, like, every day I come in the house, I just stare at it. And I'm like, it's so pretty. And I'm so glad I spent the money. But I wouldn't have if he wouldn't have encouraged me to do it. But then also, too, you have to look at how was he raised and right. how does what is his image of a partnership right. due to his parents, which right. is severely different from your how you were raised and what you look like or look or use a, a TV show as your background <laughs> for what that looks like. So, like, he's operating on, you know, uh, what's Randy Gedekian's yeah. model, mm-hmm. and you're probably going off of, like, 90210. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to know all that even. Right. And it's, like, all of this knowledge. And that's when, when people say, because I didn't get it, 
when grownups, quote unquote, like when I was a teenager and even in my 20s, I would consider people that were like 40 to be grown up. Right. So I'm like, when grownups say relationships take a lot of work, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. the hell does that mean? Right. Like you check in with your person. Right. Like you love me. So hi, whatever. Right. That's the work. That's the work. You have to know yourself. You have to know your person. You have to know what background are you coming from? And why do you operate the way that you do? Why do I operate the way that I do? Because then you can start understanding the relationship better. Right. And why Abe was, you know, stalling on the jet ski, mm-hmm. whereas he's encouraging you to get stuff. Maybe that's what his dad did with his mom. Right. And and you can see it in their relationship. And I, every time we visit and I get closer to them, I see more and more how our relationship is going to play out because they're his parents. I mean, it's it's sort of they've been together forever. And, you know, his mom is the one that sort of like holds the purse strings. But his dad is like Abe where he loves little projects. Like mm-hmm. right now when we went up there, he has loved old time sewing machines. Oh, like I still don't understand exactly what he's doing with them. Okay. So I don't think he, because I was like, are you sewing stuff? And he was like, don't ask me that question. And I was like, okay. 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 What are you? Good question. Right. Considering it's a sewing machine. (laughs) It's so funny. Why is he like, why is he like um, uh, Arthur Weasley? (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. Do you sort of feel like Randy Edkin is like Arthur Weasley and he's like, what is this? Yes, absolutely. Because he's into sewing machines. So he has like a room full of sewing machines. Um, And then he also loves boating. And so he loves working (laughs) on his boat. Yeah. And so, but his mom is just like, all right, well, here's your budget. That's all you get. Right. Have fun. I want you to enjoy yourself, but that's it. You know? Right. And so it's just been really fascinating getting to know his family and sort of understanding, uh, you know, where he's coming from with Yeah, things. how did you oh, learn yeah. it? And by the way, as a as as a sort of an addendum to all this, it's like you oh shoot, I lost my point. Oh I no. Lost that's my train the of worst. I had it. It was so good. It was right there. I'm it's doing this a lot today. She said you 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 Oh, oh, I know. Got it. So, um you said that earlier you had been operating on sort of like a single person yeah. mentality. Yeah. I don't know how to do anything different yet. Mm. Yet. I don't know yet. And I mean, I was married for five years. Right. I still don't know. Right. Because my person now even used to be like, well, this is ours. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that is so sweet. Right. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Because we're not at a point where we share anything um, like um, bank wise. But even in my marriage, we didn't share anything bank-wise because I knew my husband was a spender and would just spend everything till it's gone. Right. Where I was like, okay, I really need to be, like, alert. So I just I just handled it. Right. Which, by the way, I was like, I took this on like a freaking martyr. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do all of it because I can. <laughs> and by the way, that's terrible, <clears throat> terrible way to operate, yeah. especially in a relationship. Don't ever freaking do that. Please learn from my mistake. Um. But when you say you operate sort of like from a single mentality, I think I still do. And yeah. I don't know yet because I it's not that's not, you know, forefront of my my relationship at this moment. Right. But eventually it'll come to that and I'm going to have to relearn how to finance a relationship and not just two individuals 
that mm. shares some money sometimes. Right. I mean, and it, it's definitely a process. And I feel like we're at the beginning of it with just literally this conversation this weekend. Wow. Because, I mean, I was still operating under the guise, and this is horrible to say, but I know how I grew up, and I didn't have anything, and I was always under, in my mind, I was always like, well, you planned for everything, for every scenario. So, like, even, like, when I bought this gallery wall, and there were pictures of, like, us together, and this thing was not cheap, and I was like, what happens if we broke up? Like, do I have to get rid of, like, that picture of the two of us and, like, the pictures? That's a lot of money to spend on that. And then I'm like, Miguel, stop it. Because I never saw anyone in my family have a long-term relationship. Mm. Except for my uncle and aunt, but there was, like, a three-year period where, you know, they were got a little, a little rocky. Then um, the different Auntie Linda came up oh, in the play, and it was like, one. who's Auntie Linda? It was like when the Fresh Prince swapped out. <laughs> yeah. uh, Aunt, Viv. Aunt Viv. Yeah, she was like, different. It was it different. Was... Nobody said anything. <laughs> That's Your how this was. Family was the Fresh Prince. <laughs> but then we went back. We went back to the original yes, Aunt Viv, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yes. Yeah. I am like I remember, and I'm just again just now learning. I literally grew up with and went through my entire twenties on the advice of my mother, which of course I took as the word of God. Yeah. Uh, and she said, you know, getting married is not your highlight. You know, you get a career. You And I'm sure, I'm sure that at the time, like it was the perfect st- time, of, uh, storm, storm of timing when like she was going through the divorce with my dad mm. and I was at an impressionable age for right. all this. And so this is when she hit me with the life advice. And I have to remember where she was at her life when she's giving this out. You don't worry about getting married. If you if you get a husband or something, like, that's a bonus. What you want is a, you have to go to college, you have to graduate, you have to get a great career, and always be able to support yourself and don't expect anybody else to help you. Right. So, at, you know, what was I at that age? 10? Oh, geez. It's a great age to want advice for how to, like, you know, do a future or whatever, and that's what I got. And I operated with it forever right. because it's on the surface it kind of seems like good advice you're like yeah absolutely i just be able to do everything well then of course when that sort of becomes your mantra you don't know what it's like or what it should look like to want to share things with someone else right. i've only operated on well i mean i got my career i've saved up money I can handle stuff if everything goes sideways, so I'm fine. Mm. That doesn't leave any room for anyone else to come into your life, and it certainly doesn't teach you how to learn how to trust and depend on another person. Mm-hmm. So that was new. No, it's true. I mean, I it, yes. And I feel like right now I am, because I love to know, like, officially how to do things, um, so I have like a financial planner and I'm like, all right, well, now that we're going down this path, I'm going to bring you into the fold so we can do this together. Because oh. if we're going to be saving like and I want because my biggest thing with Abe and I feel like, you know, we were brought into each other's lives for so many different reasons. But I feel like for me, for him is to be sort of his like gatekeeper because he's so nice and he will give you anything and he will do anything. And there are so many times that he agrees to help someone out because of this or to do this and he doesn't want to do it. And I'm like, 
I'm going to make sure that you save some for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to. Because you can't go through this life just giving, giving, giving. Because then you get resentful. Right. Yeah. And he never expects anything back. And when I, there are times when I'm like, did you ask for them to pay for that? And he's like, well, no, I didn't want to. I'm like, bitch, get that money. You yeah. work for them. Yeah, but that's also ingrained in how you're brought up, too. Because right. that's probably how somebody has showed love to him. Right. And now he that's how he knows how to show his love. Mm-hmm. That's also not healthy yeah, no. because, again, that leads to resentment. Even if you are like, I don't expect anything in return. But after a while of never getting, only giving, y- humans can't operate that way. Right, because you need something in return. Right. You want to feel like you are being fulfilled. And worth and worth something. Right, and so that's one of the reasons why I want, you know, in the next coming months, bring him into the fold with my financial advisor. So, like, we are set up to where you can do what you want to do because you work hard. He's out there painting houses in the fucking Florida sun Ugh. and beaten down and poor thing. And then he deals with my ass when he comes yeah. home in the evening. Dramatic. Okay, Scott. I, I see everything. Okay. And I am a very pleasant person. I'm going to quote that. Mm. Sometimes. Like that in the kitchen. <laughs> Miguel Fuller. Like, I want that to be on the wall. I am a very pleasant person. You're going to like it. It's like that uh, dance mom that's like, you're going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's you. That's it. I'm pleasant, damn it! (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, By the way, we got lots of Miguel and Holly stickles. Uh Um, We had a few of you in the Miguel and Holly fam who uh, wrote to us and said, hey, send me a sticker. And shout out to our new fan members that have come on from That Guy Kramer's Certified Mama Boys podcast. Certified Mama's Boy. <laughs> mama Boy. My, my brain is like leaking out right now. <laughs> like mama's, mama's. Mama's Mama's. No, mama, shouts mama. out to y'all for yeah. sure. There have been a lot of you all from the San Diego, Phoenix area that have followed wow. him around yeah. that have been listening to us. So thank you so much. But if you want a sticker, Miguel and Holly sticker, I just ordered some more. Oh. Yeah. More? Some more. These are like clear ones. Um, that you can put on like a water bottle or oh. it's like reflects through or like a glass or something. That's awesome. So just specify what kind you want. If you want like that one or another one, just let me know. How do they know what all you have? I have a plethora. I have a box right here. We are the most jank ass morning show. Our fearless fucking leader has a cardboard box full of stickers. Other morning show people have a website with merch. And no, we have a box of stickers. Listen, this is all I can afford, okay? I know. So, uh, right. So when Abe wants his jet skis, just know that sticker you got in the mail, that's actually paid for it, okay? That's the jet ski. That's the jet ski right right. there. Uh, So just shoot me an email with your name and address, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Holly, what's all your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And on Facebook, it's Holly on Hot 101.5. Scott? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find me, Miguel Fuller, on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and Facebook. Make sure to leave us a review, please, and be so kind. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Spotify, on Alexa, on the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, always on the Hot 101.5 app. We'll see you Friday. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.